It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. Do it with enthusiasm and energy because there's just no substitute for that. Hey folks, I'm Jake Scott and I want to welcome you back to a very special episode of the Cattle Pros Podcast. Special for two reasons. First of all, it is our 10th episode. Believe it or not, 10 episodes are already in the book. Secondly, it's special because I'm joined today by my oldest daughter, Peyton. Say hi, Peyton. Hi, guys. We're going to interview today a young man named Cannon Brown, and Cannon is absolutely full of energy and enthusiasm for the livestock community that we serve. I say we because Cannon is a fellow podcaster. He has his own show, and we'll get more into that, but he's responsible for the Cattle Pros podcast. Helps us with all the technical side, and he urged me to get started. We'll talk a lot more about that, but as we celebrate our 10th episode, I want to take this opportunity to once again thank you, the Cattle Pros listeners, for making this show successful. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for tuning in to all these episodes and for the wonderful feedback and encouragement that you've given us. We're fired up to do another 10 episodes and hopefully many, many more. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being with us. And please welcome Mr. Cannon Brown. Well, first and foremost, Mr. Cannon Brown, let me welcome you to the big show. Thank you for being on Cattle Pros, man. How you doing tonight? You know what? I am doing fantastic. It's good to it's good to be with you on this side of the microphone. I've usually been the one doing the interviews, especially with you. You've been on my podcast a couple of times, but I'm happy to be here on the other side of the microphone to get asked the questions. And instead of having like to run the conversation, I can just sit back and let you do all the work. I'm really happy about it. I bet you are. It's going to be a little different experience for you, isn't it? It is. It it really is. Honestly, I haven't um, I haven't done an interview, really. I, I, I did one last year around this time, actually, for my birthday episode, um, and I had my my best friend Kaylee Bontrager, uh, one of my past guests as well, I had her interview me, but honestly, it's been a year since I've like been interviewed, so this is going to be a different pace for me, but I'm excited for it, and you know me, Jake, I like to talk, so I, I mean, you can just let me ramble, and I'll keep going. We'll just wind you up and turn you loose. Well, listen, exactly. If, if you're a listener and you're not familiar with Cannon Brown, let me uh, explain a little bit about what we're talking about with these interviews and episodes. Cannon is the host, among other things, of his very own podcast called The Show with Cannon Brown. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But Cannon's been doing these much longer than I have. What episode number would you be up to now, Cannon? I'm on 60. Okay. I just released well, 60 last week. You're on 60, and we're sitting over here all fired up about this episode, and that's why we wanted to make you a special guest is because this is the 10th episode of yes, Cattle sir. Pros. Yes, and sir. although it's a mini one, it is a milestone, and we're going to count it, and we're going to celebrate it a little bit here. And uh, it's a benchmark for us. It doesn't seem like we've already recorded 10 of them, but uh, here we are, and we're pleased to have you on the episode uh, for our special 10th I guess, is this an anniversary? Is that, I don't think the anniversary is the right word. It's a, it's definitely a milestone. I mean, you get a good email in the mail when you hit uh, the 15,000 mark or, or 10,000 mark from the publishing website. But uh, other than that, um, I mean, you just keep going, right? And I I think your, your uh, listeners are probably going to be a little confused. I'm probably not what they're used to. This This is the Cattle Pros podcast, so... Um, like it's going to be a different change of pace for me. It'll, it'll be a different change of pace for them as well. 
Well, let's get into that a little bit. Let's tell them exactly why you are on the show. And folks, I want to go back maybe one day and do an episode about this and talk a little bit more about how the show actually began because I've been asked that question. But in a nutshell, Cannon Brown is a big, big reason that you all are able, and, and I'm able to enjoy recording it, but you all are able to enjoy listening to Cattle Pros. And uh, Cannon is the man behind the curtain, so to speak. So we record the episodes with our guests and get to do all the fun stuff. We send it to Cannon, and he's the guy that makes it possible uh, for you all to listen to it on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. He does the whole technical side of this thing. So uh, without Cannon, there would be no cattle pros. And we just want to take this opportunity on our 10th episode um, to introduce you folks to him and certainly to take the opportunity to tell you thanks, Cannon, because you put in a lot of hard work, and, and that's exactly how I feel about it. I feel like I kind of get to do the fun stuff. Uh, I'm not a tech guy. I, I, I would be uh, lost if I had to do all the things that you do on my own. I probably could figure it out, but it's what well, it makes life easier, and it makes this project a lot more fun just to be able to turn it over to you and trust that it's going to be done and done right and the people are going to be able to listen to it. So let us start right there, Ken. And not only thank you for being on the show, but thank you for making the show possible. We really, truly appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And, and I mean, to be completely honest, it was a, it was a learning curve for me for, uh, to edit podcasts and, and publish podcasts as well. And I mean, I, I'm still learning. I mean, we, we've talked about this podcast um, having some audio problems in the past. So I've, I've, it's a, it's a full process of researching new software and, and and there's a lot that goes into it, but it keeps me busy. And I like to stay busy with things because I am a procrastinator. So if I just put a lot of things on my plate, it just kind of works out. I I don't know. And I, I don't think that mindset works for anybody else. It might, but I feel like if I just put a bunch on my plate, it pushes me to do things. Uh, and I've definitely loaded my plate for sure. And I and I keep loading it uh, as we've talked in the past couple of weeks with some different projects that we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, that's exciting. Help people understand a little bit more about Cannon Brown because Cannon, uh, until we started on this, uh, I'd enjoyed uh, being on your podcast. Knew you very much at a, just a surface level from what you've shared on the podcast, but let's go a little bit deeper. Tell us about your background, kind of what it was like growing up for you and, and what you're doing today. Well, I, I grew up on a, I kind of grew up on a family owned dairy farm, uh, kind of off and on through my childhood. Uh, grandpa, my grandpa and his brothers and his two other brothers owned a dairy farm. Um, in the nineties, the government had a, a, a national bailout for the right. dairies and they took that opportunity to sell all their cows, and uh, but they continued to keep the land and just rent it out to local dairymen. So I was very much around the industry at a, a, a very young age. I didn't I didn't grow up showing um, like really young, but I was hauling cattle with my grandpa twice a week when I was two to six years old and, and probably beyond that and before that. Um, but it wasn't until I was about 10 or 11 uh, that I got some pigs that I was actually truly kind of excited about. We went to a place uh, where you got a lottery ticket. You pay 250 bucks for a lottery ticket 
and that's going to tell you what pick you are in the line uh, in terms of picking your pig that day. And that it was awesome for me. I I don't know. There was something about it to where no one really had an edge on you, and everybody went to this place because that was, I mean, when I was 10 or 11, we weren't super, super competitive at the time in Arizona. It hasn't grown like it has so much and, and like everywhere, to be honest with you. But it, I started showing hogs pretty early and then actually kind of got out of it because I hated the work. I was, I was also playing baseball and I'm a pretty social kid as well. So all that cleaning and pens and waking up in the morning stuff didn't really fly for me for a couple years after that. But Decided to get back into it when I uh, uh, got into high school and FFA and really just uh, fell in love with it, honestly. I mean, and I had a I had a really good support system, honestly. That, that's, that's what really made my experience incredible is I, my parents are divorced. Uh, this is not to bring up like something sad. I mean, I, I have... Uh, four individual parents that I love to the moon and back, all four of them, even uh, both my step-parents included. And just with four people and then all my grandparents that come with that and, and my uncle, Jeff Maynard, he's, he's very well known in terms of the, in terms of show and the hog industry he is now. Um, and he was a really, really good support system in that. So I don't know. I just, I had a really good experience and childhood growing up in the industry. And it just made sense for me to go into FFA, show livestock, uh, try to show goats for a little bit. That didn't work out. Hated them. Stick with the hogs. Couldn't afford cattle. And then, and then that was it. And then fall in love with judging, of course. I'm I'm getting a little off the wall here, Jake. So hone me in if you need to. I love it. And I'm learning things too. So I'm enjoying this as much as uh, the people listening. And so fast forward that a little bit today, you've, uh, you sounds like you really begin to bloom in, in high school and, and FFA really reinvigorated that initial interest you had in showing livestock and pigs was your species. We talk about cattle all the time on this show, but livestock's livestock. I mean, we all do the same kind of work and, and, um, uh, I admire you guys that show pigs. You know, I've never talked to a cattle person who got over into showing pigs and didn't like it. Once they get into it, they love it. And they talk about how it even makes them a better feeder on the cattle side. So oh, heck I know yeah. there's so much into it. And I honestly wish I understood more about it, Cannon. Um, my, I think I have a daughter that would really like her dad to let her do that a little bit. I'm not quite there yet, so you can work on me. But um, I love the story and I love how it, I can start to see laid foundational blocks for what you're doing now with your own podcast that obviously talks more about the swine end of things. But tell us a little bit more about current life. I know you're in school, you work, you've got a ton of special projects. So where are you at today? Yeah, so, um, so well, to tell you where I'm at today, I got to tell you right out of high school, I got to tell you a little bit about that. So sure. right out of high school, um, didn't really have plans to go to college. I honestly thought I was just going to go to uh, be a lineman. I was going to be an apprentice to be a lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a buddy that was like, yeah, my dad works here. He can get us in. I was golden. I was ready. 
Um, cause I honestly, I didn't necessarily have the grades to, uh, really look into school. And like I said, I'm a big procrastinator. So I got a call from a, a junior college judging coach offered me a scholarship and, uh, to pay for my schooling and to go up to Casper, Wyoming. I decided to go. It was the best experience of my life. Uh, I met the best friends that I ever could have made. Obviously, Jake, we we've talked about junior college. You've talked about junior college on here. It's the most incredible experience you can ever experience in your entire life. It doesn't matter what school you go to, who you judge with. It doesn't matter if your team's good. That's not the point. It, it is. It's all about the relationships made. It's all about the content uh, contacts made. And I I felt like I gained a lot of con contacts out of there. So true, absolutely true. And everyone shares that same story. Yeah. It. I mean, it's incredible. So. After junior college, went to Texas Tech uh, for a semester, uh, got recruited there to um, go judge livestock. I say I got recruited. I mean, I texted to clerk while he was the coach, and I was like, hey, can I come for a tour? I like to say I was recruited, though. You know, I mean, you got to make <laughs> it. It sounds nice. Good. I do. I like the way he sounds. I got, I mean, I I did get a letter from a, a bad day or a decent day at Exarbon. Got a letter from uh, Ryan Rathman, uh-huh. and I felt good. I was riding that for How a long time. Um, well, I think it was just something they, they send to kind of like the top 10 or 11 kids or something like that. But yeah, I felt good. Still. I felt good. So go to Texas Tech, and I'm going to be honest, I hated it. And hmm. I have a lot of friends that still attend Texas Tech or have graduated Texas Tech that love it. And I understand completely it's, uh, I had a really weird experience with my roommates. Um, we just didn't have a good relationship. They were three girls and they were horse judges, uh, which nothing against horse judges. I want to say that and nothing against gals. That's why I lived with them. I, I, I don't care, but I didn't have a, I don't, this might get a little foo foo, but I didn't have a window in my room and I, I need a window in my room because <laughs> it gets so dark in there. And uh, and I don't know. Lubbock just wasn't for me. West Texas wasn't for me. Uh, this so, is funny. Go on. Go. Uh, I'm just giving you my whole life story here real quick. Um, take a semester off. I, le- I got to get out of Lubbock. I have to get out after the fall semester. I take a semester off. I go up to Montana. Uh, Columbus, Montana, right outside of Billings. And uh, I work for my buddy that he still owns a clipping business in Montana, uh, uh, Jensen Cattle Services, shout out. And we clipped about 2,500 to 3,000 sale bulls in Uh about two months. We worked at like Midland Bull Test. I mean, some really, really good bull tests. We saw a lot of good cattle. Get out of there. And then I, I'm here at U of A. Okay, so I I took that semester off, worked in the spring, came down to Tucson. I was like, I need to get back to school. Um, I've been kind of going back to classes. I've been broke. I'm, I don't have a lot of money, and I kind of um, have to take care of school uh, as much as I can if possible. I get some family help if, uh, if they want, but um, it's basically me here. So I've had to take semesters off in terms of 
coming up with some money to pay for the next semester, but it's been a rough track. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I was done with school. I've been in it for too long now. Um, but I might even want more school after I get my bachelor's now. So I, I have no idea what I'm thinking. You know what? A lot of people go to school for a long time and I love your story. I love the honesty of it and something that I'm picking up on. And and you and I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but there's two things that I wrote down here. I love people who can be honest with themselves. And, you know, we, we kind of live in a self-improvement type of world, but if you really want to get to know yourself, don't just know the good stuff, know your weaknesses too. And you've said a couple of times already that you're a natural born procrastinator, but I like how you addressed it. You know, you found a solution for that. You say, keep yourself really busy. That's obvious with what you just told us. The other thing that I like is that, you know, if you go down one road and you hit a roadblock or you, you figure out that it's not the road you want to be on, like the Texas Tech story, you're not afraid to pivot and go and try and do something else. And going yeah. from Lubbock, Texas to Montana to Clip Bulls, now that would be a change of pace, wouldn't it? It was, honestly, and I got a lot of flack for it. And I should have. I Like, if I was, if I saw somebody doing that that was younger than me or, or even older than me, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? But I just, I couldn't listen to any of that. And I was, and I didn't really, like, really try to even comprehend what they were feeling at the time. I was just like, I have to get out of here. I got to, ch- I got to switch up whatever is happening right now. Cause whatever this cannon is that's living in Lubbock, I do not like him. So we got to get him out of here because there wasn't a lot of schooling involved when I was in Lubbock. Right. There's, there's not much to do in West Texas, but there right. are some good bars that play good music. Right. So, and I found those. (laughs) (laughs) That's not real conducive to report cards though. It's not, it's, it it is absolutely not conducive to report cards. And, and I, like I said about Casper, I met a lot of good friends at uh, Texas Tech. I've had a couple, I've had three or four of them on the podcast already. I have some really good friends from just that semester, um, obviously judging livestock kids, uh, but I don't even, I don't regret going there for that semester just because I met those people and I don't know. I, I think about like life choices a lot and, uh, where they take you and what if I would have done this? What, what if I would have done that? And I don't know, honestly, if I wouldn't have left Texas tech, if I would have my podcast, honestly. Yeah. Cause there's a train of events that leads to my podcast that includes leaving Texas Tech. Yeah. The backstory on how things happen like this, your podcasts, someone's cattle or pig operation, another business, those are fascinating to me. And I think, you know, I'll give you a little encouragement. I love that you, you've you never said the word quit. You know, you, you've changed, you've changed directions. You've had to go back to the drawing board, it sounds like, a time or two, but no quit. And you just keep grinding this thing out. And that is what is the common thread in all successful people and you're going to be successful. And I wish you'd come back and do a, uh, uh, where are they now segment or something 10 years from now, if this thing's still going, Lord willing, and, uh, <laughs> it will I, be I, yours will still be going. <laughs> and, and I think that would be fun. You're going to do some fun things in your life. You're, you're a big idea guy. So we know you're back in, in Arizona now. 
how did this podcast thing get started for you? When did it start? Uh, it just kind of started as like, oh, sorry, gosh, dang it. I had my phone beeper on. Look at me. Um, <laughs> it, it just, the podcast started as just kind of like a, one of those seeds in your mind that just like kind of digs in. I was, I was driving to Oregon. I had a 17 hour drive or 18 hour drive from Phoenix, Arizona to Salem, Oregon. Cause I had to judge a, a county fair and on the way back, I was getting very, very bored. So I literally just put on Twitter, I said, guys, I have never listened to a podcast before, but I am done listening to Pandora. I don't want to hear any more stand-up comedy. I just want to hear somebody talk to me. So I reached out on Twitter and I just said, hey, give me your best podcast. And somebody said the Joe Rogan podcast. I obviously hadn't heard of it. I don't know how I hadn't heard that Joe Rogan had a podcast. Um, but he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on it, which I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't, I don't know like what you think about him. I love his Cosmo show space enthralls me. Mm. I I'll get lost in it. If I think about it too much, I, I just love the science. I love science and astrophysics. I have his little book that he has. I'm a big fan. I'm trying to get him on the podcast right now, to be honest with you. Go Cannon. So, because he says some things about agriculture uh, in his new episodes of Cosmos that I'd just like to talk to him about. And mm -hmm. we can go into this a little bit later. Um, I lost my train of thought. So, Where were you even going with if that? if necessity is the mother of invention, you're about to lose your mind on this road trip. You, you want something with some, it sounds like some meat or some context or something with some value to listen to. You exactly. listen to all your favorite songs. You'll, you've listened to all the comedy shows. So you find Joe Rogan, and this must plant a seed to start your own podcast. It it does, yeah. Thanks for thanks for getting me back on track. That's what space does to me, man. I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Um, okay, so I listened to this conversation, this like two-and-a-half to three-hour conversation between Joe Rogan, the fear factor guy, and the, the UFC commentator guy. And one, one, one of the guys that I think is the smartest guy, and I was honed in the whole time. I mean, I was tuned into every single word, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. After the three hours over, I wanted more, and I immediately went to the search bar, and I typed in agriculture, and I typed in livestock. And at the time, there was none. So honestly, I was just kind of bummed. It didn't happen, like... And that's when I think the seed was planted. Like I was just bummed that I didn't have anything in my specific industry that could entertain me or that could inform me more about things that are going on or people in the industry. So it didn't happen until like two weeks later where I was actually just sitting in a hotel room uh, up in northern Arizona because I was working in a meat shop up there for the summer. And... A butcher shop and I was just sitting in a hotel room and I was like well if there isn't any let's just make one and I I originally wanted a co-host uh, and I actually had somebody in mind his name was Bryce Clough shout out Bryce Clough if you know him he's a past national FFA officer from Arizona he's incredible um, but he ended up after after national FFA office 
he got a scholarship to Texas Tech, and he left U of A. So we did a little switcheroo on, uh, on each other. So that that was cool. But I I thought I had that idea back in July. I sat on it. I didn't really do anything. I talked to a couple people. November hits, stock talk releases, and I was so upset. And I this is not a story for me to say like. I came up with it first. I'm sure they have the idea first. It takes a lot of idea and brain power to come up with like segments and stuff like that. They could have had the idea before me, but because, because they were the first to release it. Oh, that lit a fire under me. And honestly, after that, I was just trying to like learn editing, learn like, get the mic equipment, get all the equipment that I needed, learn all the software and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually uh, launch the podcast in July of 18. No, July of 19. So July of 19, episode one. What was episode one about? Uh, episode one was with Mr. Clay Zwilling. He is the CEO of the National Swine Registry. Um, and Clay is just an incredible guy. Uh, like I couldn't have asked for a better guest. Uh, and I have a relationship with the NSR and the NJSA because I did serve on the national junior swine association junior board, uh, for a two year term. So I had a relationship with him and with the organization. And that was, uh, kind of a, uh, clear one for me to start. You were, Almost my first. So we were right up there pretty early, weren't we? I think you were, I think you were like top 10. I think you're in the top 10, but we, I remember we did an episode. I mean, I didn't release it until July, but I remember having an episode with you in like March because I called you and I was like, Hey, I just want to see if I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and that was a really fun episode. That was the, the first uh, podcast I'd have had ever I had a chance to be on, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. It's amazing when you do the interviews how quickly the time goes by. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at the time right now, and I'm like, just feels like we're on the phone call right here. Doesn't, yeah, just, this doesn't bother me at all. This is why I like it. I, I've talked to people before on my show who says, "Man, I don't know what we're going to talk about for an hour," and then an hour and a half passes by, and they're still just talking away. You know, so. A good conversation is always fun to, to have or to listen in on. And I Agreed. think that's what makes these podcasts pretty cool. So I wanted to ask you, and maybe this isn't a fair question, so you don't have to answer it if you're not comfortable, but is there a stick out or a favorite interview in the 60 uh, episodes that you've recorded? I, before like three weeks ago, I would have told you no, three or four weeks ago, but I, I had one with a gentleman named Kirk Swanson. Um, and he is, he's been very, very influential in the hog industry, uh, from a production standpoint and a show, uh, livestock standpoint. And we had an episode that lasted, I think two hours and 40 minutes. It was, uh, wow. it was a Joe Rogan sized episode. I mean, I, and I did not plan on having it go that long because, I had told my, I honestly had told my girlfriend it was only going to be an hour and a half and then we could go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and it, 
two two hours and 40 minutes later she was stewing in my bedroom she was she was so hangry she was the most hangry thing i've ever seen in my entire life we were able to get into a buffalo wild wings in time uh and within 30 minutes she was golden but I knew, like, I honestly, after the two hour mark, I'm like, Kirk, we might as well just go. Okay. She's already upset. Let's just go. Let's, let's make it four hours. And he would have too. Oh, that's crazy. And on a side note, evidently Buffalo Wild Wings cures a lot of wounds in a, in a relationship. Oh, with our relationship. Yeah. It heals yeah. everything. Huh? That's oh, it really does. It really does. <laughs> give me, give me a Buffalo Wild Wings or a Waffle House and my girlfriend faith hasher she is a very happy woman if clay williams is listening right now and we've talked and joked a lot about clay on this uh, podcast before but he's one of my former uh, episode interviews and a good friend but one of his favorite places to eat is waffle house so maybe we'll get you guys together sometime and y'all can geek out on waffle house together oh are you i don't see how people can hate on waffle house to be honest with you it's Hate on the food if you want, but the deals, the prices, you can't hate on that. That all-star breakfast that they have, they give you a three-course breakfast meal for like $8. I'm going to blow your mind right now. I have never set foot in a Waffle House. What? Never. I, I, I want to. Now I hear. Now that Clay started talking about it, I hear it all the time, and, and I see them everywhere now. So I'm going to have to do it. It's on my list, but that's the truth. I've never had a meal at Waffle House. You know I they're open 24 mind. hours, right? Yeah, it's not because it wasn't open. That can't be an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so your Gosh, podcast dang. is off and running, and it's doing good. You're 60 episodes in, but uh, at some point, you must have had another one of those ideas that, uh, like the seed you talked about that started uh, your, your show, your podcast. What made you want to expand this? And let's Let's fill our listeners in a little bit on what we're talking about because Canon now, there's not only the show with Canon Brown, but this has rippled out and you have encouraged other people to start their own podcasts that are kind of species specific um, or take different slants on, on different species of livestock. And you've pulled them uh, together into a media group. And I don't want to get too far ahead of you, but just to set that up a little bit for our listeners. Tell us what's going on with that now, because this has grown into a lot more than just a single podcast. Yes, it has. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you my exact thought process on it. And I don't feel a reason to fluff it up or anything for you or your listeners. Honestly, I was just having a lot of my listeners or or people in the industry saying, hey, you should really have this person on in this species. We really want to hear that. Or somebody would tell me, hey, I, I want to hear this person in this species, or I want to hear this species. And if there's only, I mean, Stock Talk does interviews, um, but Trevor and Corey do their own thing, uh, and they're great at it. I mean, they're, they're the first livestock podcast. They, they have it everywhere. They do an awesome job, um, but... I wanted more of a, a what what I do and what what we do mostly in the interviews uh, with Bear Media and the podcast is a little bit different from theirs. They do a lot of a lot more segments, um, and we just stick to kind of in, straight interviews with industry leaders. If you would agree, 
So yeah, and I want to back up a little bit because you you gave this this company a name, Bear Media. So Bear Media is the is the umbrella that these podcasts uh, all are under. So tell us a little bit about Bear Media. What's that about? What does that name even mean? I've, I've always well, asked you that. This was my thought process. I there was a lot of people come to, coming to me looking for species specific interviews, uh-huh. and I thought that. Th- there, there's going to be more podcasts. I thought to myself, hey, there's going to be more podcasts open up. Um, why don't I find some uh, people that I think are talented and, and have a personality that could run a podcast, do some interviews and, and maintain an audience. And I could publish, edit and produce all those episodes. And we could build a little community. So we that's kind of where I started. So I reached out I think I reached out. We talked about it first. I mean, you were, you've been the last podcast that I released, but I think me and you talked about you releasing a podcast first. Um, and then I reached out to Jake Richardson, uh, with legendary mindset because he's, I had him on my podcast back in January. Uh, he is young and hungry. I mean, young, he's my age. I think he's a little younger than me, but he's, he is hungry for it, for the sheep and goat industry, and I knew that he was centralized in this industry and, and knew a lot of the um, the people that needed to be talked to. So I helped him kind of uh, put that together, and then I reached out to uh, Jenna Wheeler and Maddie Caldwell uh, and asked them if they'd like to start a podcast, to co-host a podcast, because they're... I don't really think there's any livestock podcast with girls. I mean, actually, there is one. What's her name? She just started one. Um, I think she's interviewing more like showman types. I for- Oh, Collins. Sierra Collins, I think is her name. She started the okay. podcast where she interviews like showmen, which is awesome. Okay. Uh, but before uh, Jen and Maddie, I don't think there had been a podcast just for like women or, or showmen within the industry. And what's the name of their podcast? Uh, that podcast is called The Keeper Pen. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what it's about. So Jen and Maddie are just the two like two of the funniest people that you can get on a microphone, I think. Um, and they mostly cover relatable topics within their life and within uh, like women in this industry or, or young girls in this industry. Um, and they kind of talk about what they used to do when they were kids, barn fights. I think they just released an episode called the uh, uh, ship them all, uh, which is about parents fighting and barn fights and sibling rivalries and stuff like that. So they, they just get into the nitty gritty on, on all things that, that happen in a young showman's life. And it's, it's pretty dang funny. Just real life stuff, real life stuff. Yeah. And actually um, they've been discussing and, and coming up with different, ideas for their podcast to, to kind of evolve. So we're excited to introduce some new segments in their podcast or, or some bonus episodes soon, which is, which is really, really exciting, honestly. That sounds fun. And of course you have yours and mine. And I, so and I have mine and then I have yours. So altogether I'm editing, producing and publishing four podcasts a week. Um, I, I've kind of, I, uh, I'm a little guilty. I've gone more to releasing an episode every other week with my podcast just because 
I've gone back to school and I am releasing these podcasts and I, I work 32 hours a week as well as a, as a butcher. Um, so I've had to kind of cut back in terms of how many episodes I release. I'm still trying to release an episode a week, but I've, um, my listeners, if you're, if I have some transition listeners, they're like, yeah, okay, Cannon, you need to get back to, (laughs) uh, releasing one, uh, one a week, but I'm trying my hardest. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like you're, uh, sitting at on the couch eating bonbons exactly between working 32 hours, you're going to school, you're producing four podcasts, one of which is your own that you have to prepare for and do interviews. Yeah, I'd say you've got quite a little going on, which is awesome. I love the energy, love your enthusiasm and your hustle for this. It's very inspirational. And hey, that's what it takes. I mean, uh, you got to be going a thousand miles an hour and just pushing. And just like you told us earlier in the episode, in my opinion, Canyon, uh, Canyon, you've got to go down maybe a, a road or two that isn't the right road, but that's a learning experience. It's not a mistake. And, um, you know, you're, you're figuring out new things now and, you know, I can hear the excitement in your voice and, and it's, uh, it fires me up just talking to you about this stuff. So my compliments to you on all you have going on. Well, uh, you're talking, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you were talking about Jenna and Maddie and, and speaking of things that they're going to be bringing in and new projects, you said, I know you've got more big ideas. I mean, this is, I kind of feel like I'm drinking from a fire hose already <laughs> listening to your story, but uh, we're not even halfway through your story. So, yeah, I, I mean, so, what's going on today and, and where are you going from here? Well, um, so Thanks to you and thanks to Legendary Mindset, Cattle Pros, and the Keeper Pen and the show, uh, we're starting to build a little community. And I'm I'm sure your listeners heard the little ad that I put in your episodes a while back. Um, hopefully they did. If they if they didn't, they just skipped through. That's fine. It's whatever. Um, but we're gaining a pretty good big community with this podcast network, and uh, I wanna I wanna figure out how to produce more content honestly i mean i we're we're producing four podcasts a week and and trying to do the social media stuff with that i'm the worst at social media but i i want to produce more content um but i want to be different than just podcasts um because there's a lot of podcasts out there and and i know I know you guys are listening, Jake, like Jake, your listeners are saying you just started four of them and you're saying there's too many. <laughs> is it, I, is it <laughs> true? I want to interrupt you. Is it true? There's like 750,000 podcasts now. Is that stat anywhere? Correct. I think it's more. Oh my goodness. I, I honestly think it's more. I can look it up right now, actually. That's amazing to me. It doesn't matter, but if that just puts it into context a little bit how many of them are out there, but it's cool. It's awesome. People enjoy them. I think it's overtaken uh, music in some ways for entertainment, just like the trip you were talking about where you just wanted something different. This is something different for people and they enjoy it. There's over a million. Now there's over a million. It there's over a million. Day. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the podcast, but I want to, I want to keep producing more content for the community because if I want to see more livestock content, there's got to be at least one person out there that wants to see more livestock content. So uh, the more that we can make, I think the more that people are going to be happy and and people want to see their industry reflected uh, as much as possible. So if we can make people see their industry reflected and maybe reflect our industry on the people that have not seen it, 
uh, and reflect a good side of our industry that is not shown. If we can do that, that should be our main goal is, is not just releasing this content to our community, but trying to push it to the communities that may be where we've gotten a bad rap in the past or, or they've seen one of those videos from a hog facility or, or a feedlot or whatever it is. I mean, we've seen them all. I don't even want to talk about it. Don't even want to give life to it. But there's got to be a better way to get better livestock content out there. And if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you bet. So I, we've got a couple ideas coming up to train. I mean, we, I can disclose them right now. I mean, if if I can give you. Don't uh, tease us. Don't dangle that carrot and then not tell us. So if you're going to if you're going to threaten it, you got to do it now. We're going to make you follow through. No, I I am willing to uh, announce it on your podcast right now. So um, please, this, we're honored. What do you got this December? Uh, me. Jake Richardson, another one of the podcast hosts from Legendary Mindset, and our mutual friend Sam Burmeister, we're taking a videographer through the Midwest, and we're picking out eight random families to highlight. And and I can't say it more simpler than that. I We are picking out eight families, two from each species, it doesn't matter what competition, what comp- competition level they're at. We're going to go to their place, check out how they do things, check out why they do things, um, have the videographer document everything, document the trip. And we're going to create, hopefully, uh, weather permitting, eight really high quality episodes of livestock content uh, that should be very informative and still be entertaining enough for the livestock people to enjoy it so i'm picturing something similar to like a documentary something we'd see on netflix what's it gonna look like it's gonna look like a travel channel type show but for livestock that's the best way i can put it and yeah that's that's perfect and i can't i i can't sit here and say that i came up with this idea on my own um, uh, I want to shout out Ernest Donahoe. He's from California, hog guy. Uh, Ernest actually had uh, an idea like this, and and we, after sitting on the phone with him for about an hour one day, we kind of formulated a plan. And uh, I I think he wants to do it, but he's got a baby and twins on the way, so I, I'm gonna have to step in. For Might him, be a I little think. busy. Yeah. So I. Me, Jake, and Sam, we are completely ecstatic about it. Um, I mean, it's we're... a road trip. What's better at your age than a road trip like this? It's a exactly. it's a road trip with a purpose, with a mission. Can I make exactly. one request or suggestion? Yes, sir. I would think there is such high potential for a quality bloopers reel or behind oh, the scenes yes. on this. Oh, yes. Oh, there will <laughs> be. Scenes from the road. Maybe there will a, be. Maybe a special bonus episode from Waffle House, Cannon. No, there will be. I promise you. No, and <laughs> and I we want it to be good. I mean, we want it to be entertaining. And, and, you know, the real drive behind this project, this, this video project that we're going to embark on is, is we've done some real good with these podcasts interviewing the the leaders of our industry the ones that have done it and can say how they did it and why they did it and what their mindset was 
But what we haven't really put a spotlight on is the kids that actually make this industry run. Why are we doing these podcasts? It's for the kids. Well, we should probably highlight the kids, I'm thinking. So, yeah. it, it, and there hasn't been anything to highlight the kids. I, I'm There's been a couple of things. Heimer, uh, Hampshire's, Jesse Heimer does some incredible things. Um, but it's usually just the grand and reserve champion, a livestock show or, or, or a kid that has been your long time, really good customer, really good feeder for a long time. So you make a video about him at the end of his show career, but all those kids that are working their butt off and maybe they don't have that extra 300 bucks, 500 bucks to get the banner, but they're in the hunt and they want it every single day. We're going to find those kids. We're going to find eight of those families that work their butts off. And we're just going to highlight why they do it, why they want to do it, what's their passion, and what do they do outside of it. I mean, I, I've already started contacting these families that we're going to work with. And most of them, some of them, uh, the kids are doing sports or doing multiple activities. So it's going to be really, really exciting to just go through the process, visit these families, and then be able to produce like I said, produce more content for this community because I feel like we've already started with it. We can't stop. So let's just keep pushing it. Cannon, I think you're hitting on something that uh, it, it maybe hasn't um, been put to words before, but there is a love of the game in the livestock industry. And we talk a lot about showing. We talk a lot about showing on our podcast, on yours, on the others, but let's not just put everyone in that same bubble. The livestock industry as a whole, and, and let's even let that reach out into the farming uh, industry. You know, all of us that are in agriculture, let's say it like that, there's a deeper meaning to it. Um, it's a little hard to explain, but it's more than a job. Um, it's a life. And people that are really dedicated and committed to it, if you're outside that circle looking in, I think we would probably seem like some of the weirdest people you've ever met because <laughs> we, we get up every morning and we talk about livestock or we talk about farming or whatever it is that our job and position is in ag. And then we do that all day with people around us that live it, talk it, breathe it. And then at whatever time of the evening we go home and likely we talk about agriculture or livestock again with somebody until we start it all over the next morning. And, and it's, it's healthy. It's not an obsessive, addictive thing. It's just what we do and what we like and what we enjoy. And it's who we are. It's in our DNA. And you've used a word several times in the, in the episode that I want to expand on just a little bit. And that's the word community. Community is such a buzzword right now. Uh, it gets thrown around, especially social media circles and things like that. Of community course. this, community that. But that's I'd say that we are one of the most original communities in the, the history of man. Because, <laughs> we're pretty niche. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty niche. But, but man, we, that, this is what we like. You know, we, we enjoy hearing about people's stories. And the more authentic and the more real they are in terms of these interviews or the documentary series that you're going to do, the more I personally enjoy them. And um, I love your story and your backstory because – no offense to anyone who grew up with a lot of opportunity. Good for you. Take full advantage of it if you have it. But that's not everybody's story in ag. It's a real struggle for a lot of people in ag. Maybe maybe for 
the majority of people in ag and in livestock. And that is really what a lot of kids experience is growing up in this business. So be it what you're doing or, or, and I don't want to make this about me, but that's one thing that I love about the cattle pros podcast is what we say just in a nutshell is we're going to bring you the best and brightest minds in the livestock business. And if you're one of those kids that's hustling and grinding, but you're always the third or fourth one or, or even lower than that, you know, in my case, it, but if you're that kid and you still though, you keep scratching and clawing and reaching, it helps me to be able to talk to, even if it's via a podcast interview to hear from the successful people in, in the business and to hear that I'm not alone because this can be a pretty lonely game. You know, when you're out in the show barn, oh, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's just you or it's just you and brother or sister, you know, it can be lonely. Jerry McPeak, I wish we'd have talked about this on his podcast, but he's got a big sign that hangs up at his uh, camps and I'll butcher this, but you'll get the gist of it. He says showing livestock is more difficult than any sport you can play because in a uh, competitive sport like football or basketball, you perform in, in front of crowds that are cheering you on when things go great or who try and lift you up when the chips are down. Even at practice, you've got a coach and you've got teammates that are surrounding you. You're pushing you. You're winning together. You're losing together. What are the case? But in livestock, you're much more isolated. Mm. It's just you. And it's more of a mental game. Mm. Kirk Steerwalt talked about that, what a mental game it is in, in relation to judging. So I love the podcasts in that we can offer so many of our listeners real value and real encouragement and inspiration and support with people that they may never have a chance to meet in life. But in your circumstance and in mine, we've been lucky enough to meet them and we can bring those people to our livestock community and let them hear their stories because they're powerful stories and they're helpful. And um, for as much positive as comes out of these stories, there's negative too. And if I can hear somebody who's went down a wrong road and learn from their mistakes and not repeat it, how valuable is that? I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And, and everybody's got that. It's not a book of wins. Everybody's got some losses in their column. And uh, so that's, I mean, in a nutshell, man, I, I love what you're doing. I want to support your community idea because Although it's probably not been tapped into to the extent of other communities, boy, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not vibrant. They're hungry, I think, for this kind of content and for some people to jump out there and do what you're doing, Cannon. So I just take this opportunity to say kudos to you and keep going. Um, tons yeah, of support I, from, from me and my listeners. And I know people are going to be excited on your end of the camp, too, as to what you're doing. We're going to keep rolling. I mean, that's, that's the reason why I started the podcast is because I, I served on a junior board of, of a breed organization. So I was able to converse with these industry leaders if I wanted to, they, they were right there. I, I could, if I wanted to, uh, and not everyone had that opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, in a nutshell, I mean, we're, we're doing this to give people that opportunity to really know these industry leaders and and to maybe not feel, I mean, we don't want to create a pop star atmosphere in this industry. I don't, I don't want that to happen at all. I want yeah. these people to be more approachable, more personable because of these podcasts. And you know what? Every single person I've talked to or asked, I've never had a no. This is, I mean, the, 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 whatever you want to call them, the celebrities of our business, the upper echelon, the most successful, the top one percenters, percenters, 
they are some of the most humble and most approachable people that you'll ever find. And I dare say you put them against their counterparts in other industries or other walks of life, you wouldn't get that same attitude or, or same response. And that's boy, that's what I love about the leaders and the and, and the, the people at the top of their game in our business. They are they're still just like us, man. They put their jeans on one leg at a time. Oh yeah. Strap up their boots every day and go to work kind of people. Oh yeah. And I mean I I had freaking Aaron Watson on the podcast. I mean, I, how big was that? I now you're not talking about the singer. It must be somebody with the same name. No, the singer, the the uh, <laughs> the country Aaron singer, Watson. July and Cheyenne, Aaron Watson, that guy. I uh, I never thought I would get him on, honestly, uh, and but I was able to get him on for a 30 minute interview, and it was a it was a really it was an honestly good interview. I mean, he, he was very I listened to open it. It and true and, and honest with me. And, and just as humble as you had hoped some of those people are, you know, I can build up sometimes a celebrity or whatever you want to call them, somebody that I enjoy their, their talent. And uh, they seem so awesome just, just in, in, in their professional life and everything, what we get to see the glimpses of them. But then sometimes when you hear them interviewed, or, or you see them kind of when their guards down, they can be the biggest jerk in the world. And boy, he was just a prince of a guy, polite and humble and deep roots in, in the country life and in ag. So that was yeah. an awesome interview. Oh, he was a sweetheart. Yeah, we got along yeah. just fine. He was he started off the interview calling me brother. I was like, okay, we're going to have hey, a good brother. one. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So I want to get a little more personal with you, if you don't mind. I Let's mean, do it. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing to hear your story and, and your You've got one of these minds that is just an idea a day or more, probably. So, you know, as you think about getting out of school someday and, and getting into a full-time career, is this something you hope to grow in a, in a full-time career? Or are there other dreams and ideas that you want to accomplish? I mean, what's the future going to look like? Well, here's the immediate future. I'll tell you what the immediate future looks like for me. I'm going to graduate pretty soon with a bachelor's in agriculture and technology management. And then if, if my GPA is high enough, which I, I think it will be, uh, if my GPA is high enough and if, if I can get in, uh, I will be applying to law school at the U university of Arizona. That's awesome, man. Um, that's, that's if I get in, if my GPA is high enough, obviously there's, there's some contingencies. Okay. Um, so if I get into law school, I'll obviously continue the podcast and can you continue, uh, to do other things. Uh, but law school is going to be uh, a huge priority for me for those, uh, two and a half to three years. So, um, depending on if I go to law school or not really changes kind of, uh, what I'm doing with my life. Um, I would like to create livestock content as a full-time job, I mean, I'd, I'd still like to get a law degree to be honest with you and, and then go produce livestock content. So I could just fall back on my law degree, to be honest with you. Um, but I, if I can, if I can make a living out of this, I would, do I think that it's feasible at this point to, to really just, um, kind of put my livelihood on this and say, whatever, I don't think it's feasible right now, but I mean, anything can change uh, the, the way this industry changes and the way that uh, our media and social media changes. I mean, we could be doing something completely different in the next two years or this could 
really take off and uh and then it, it could become a full-time job i mean it takes up a lot of my time at this point yeah it probably um, feels like a full-time job it it sometimes it really does full feel like a full-time job especially when i'm um that's why i that's why i like to space out the episodes if you haven't noticed everyone's on a different day because i i i need the time to kind of separate them out so right um that's yeah that's it basically i mean i would like to make uh i would like i have not made any money off the podcast Uh, i mean i out of the whole community we really haven't sold ads the keeper pin has sold ads um uh, but that's their deal. Um, I would, I am gonna, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about this probably, but I am going to, um, be offering sponsorship or, or ad sponsorships for the podcast network, not for any individual podcast. You can sponsor an individual podcast, but really just the individual, the whole net network as a whole, if you want to advertise a company or, or an event or, an organization to uh, our com- our growing community. That's what I'm going to be offering very very soon. But we haven't had any yet, so it's just been kind of a hobby for me at this point. So if we can turn it into something uh, like a side gig, I guess it's not even a side gig yet. I really haven't made a dime, but well, I you know what I like the, the organic nature of how this began, and it was just born kind of out of a. Uh, a need and this uh, hole maybe that you saw and, and we're willing to step up and feel it and or fill it. And there's not really ever been discussion of, of trying to make it a business or anything, but what's so cool. I'm glad you're offering that. And just recently, and it, it may be even a change that people hear soon on cattle pros podcast, but um, we're starting to be approached by people that said, Hey, you know, we'd, we'd be interested in sponsoring an episode or would you be willing to, to talk about our, product or our you know whatever it is and so we've we've kicked that around a little bit and and i think we maybe are gonna gonna um play around with that and just see how it works see how it feels um like you we're not in it for to make a bunch of money or anything like that we just kind of do it because we like it but in the same i guess the same um uh, way that we want to add value with the stories that we tell and the interviews that we give if we can help our community and spread word about, you know, positive things in our community with some advertising or sponsorship. We don't want to shy away from that either. Yeah. And um, so we want to do it in the right way and do it in a way that's um, uh, informative and helpful for you listeners. And to the extent that we can do that, uh, I guess maybe we're going to entertain doing that. And by the way, this isn't a commercial. I hope that didn't. Yeah. And I, and I was just about to say, like, there is a reason why I'm, uh, a year and a half into this deal and I haven't had an ad on my podcast. I, I have been reached out to for ads for uh, various random things. I just, either it, it wasn't a company that I trusted or, or it just wasn't worth the 50 bucks to put an ad in the podcast to have my listeners listen to it. Yeah. I, I It's not about the money for me, I, but I think that as a company, take take the take the sponsorships out of it as a company i don't know where you can find this amount of people in this niche of an industry to broadcast straight to their ears uh i mean we're getting a lot we're getting quite a few downloads 
a month. There's a lot of agriculture livestock podcasts out there that are getting a lot of downloads. Stock Talk has their downloads on their website. You can go check them out. This is a this is a just a fantastic way for companies and businesses to spread their word about what they're doing or offer products. I if I mean I I use this platform to to run uh, ads for the other podcasts. It, it's just a great way to reach a, a large community if you want to. Yeah, and it's a bigger community than we realize. It's It's been kind of amazing to me the short time that we've been doing Cattle Pros to even look at some of those statistics that we get back on how many people do listen to it. And that it's pretty, it's humbling, but it's also pretty amazing to see just how big of a group of people we are. And man, we've got some numbers out there. We really do. And and it's growing every month, which is, which I could care less about the growth on a number sheet. I'm just happy that we are getting out there and to uh, the deeper reaches of the industry, because obviously we're, we're the people that are really heavy in the industry that we on, that we see on social media or, or see around. They know about the podcast. It's about the the kids that are just um, showing livestock at the county fair, just random jackpots or. Or the parents. I mean, parents love these podcasts. It's it's about reaching the parents and and those people to bring them in, because those are the people that I think can really, really benefit from hearing from these industry leaders and from hearing the experiences. It's not just the people that are that get the recognition and are on social media all the time that you see. It, like we talked about with the video series, it's about the people that aren't getting heard from that we want to reach out to, and that's the hardest thing. But it does seem like we're growing every month. Uh, I mean, your podcast, your podcast is incredible. I mean, it's it's seen major, major growth early on. Um, the Keeper Pin podcast is absolutely incredible. Their community, uh, their I know I say community a lot, don't I? Their <laughs> their little niche audience is awesome and so so supportive of those two girls um, and legendary mindset in the show and. I think we have a lot of carryover audience between all um, all podcasts, but there definitely is a core audience for each one that I love, I, and I love that aspect of it. Well, we're excited to keep doing it, and again, we want to tell you thanks uh, for your help in making it all possible, and uh, just really has been good getting to know you and working with you, and uh, you're, you're an inspirational, encouraging guy, and you're doing a great job with your show, and this is fun. We look forward to the future too. So now let's lighten it up a little bit. And I know you're <laughs> looking forward to this part of it. And by the way, we're going to have to get some intro music or something for this. Something, uh, I listen to these radio shows and they set these segments up pretty cool, but we call this stock shows and burritos. And if this is the first time you've ever listened to an episode of cattle pros, we are foodies, man. We, we love to, to dig into a big old plate of whatever. Oh, and yeah. Just chow down and, and get up on some good grub. That's what we do. That's how we socialize. That's how we let our hair down. And so we ask our guests about it when we have on the I have them on the show. And we're not going to let Cannon off of this <laughs> without uh, talk to us. Now, listen, Cannon, the last few episodes, most of our guys, we kind of give you the option. Stock shows and burritos means you can talk about a favorite memory our favorite livestock event, something more in that area. But we can also ask you about a favorite place to eat, a favorite thing to cook where you're home. That's the road I want you to go down on because I I know you're in the meat business, right? You told us I that's am. your side gig, right? 
Yeah. Oh, and by the way, listen to this. You know, it's a shame that we can't use on these podcasts uh, actual commercially produced music because yeah. how cool would it be for you to come into You Got Me Rockin' by the Rolling Stones? That would be very nice. I, think I was it a would butcher really cutting good. the meat. Yes. You know, that's one of the lyrics. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I digress. So, But anyway, I mean, you're, you're all over the food business, so you got to have some favorite places to eat you can share with us. Where do we want to go eat when we're in your neck of the woods? Well, so if you're in Arizona. Don't say Waffle House. I'm not saying Waffle House. No, we're going to stick to burritos, okay? I, just like you. I mean, we're south. We're, we're close to the border here, okay? If you're not eating Mexican food, when you come down to Arizona, you're doing it wrong. I promise you. Come on. And don't go to the fancy places, okay? I know everybody says this, but still people go to the fancy Mexican food places. you got to find that hole-in-the-wall place where that grandma has been cooking over that grill and skillet for about 45 consecutive years, and you can see it in her skin. <laughs> and you gotta go into that place. You gotta go into that place. Picture it. And you have to order the greasiest burrito, the greasiest California or Arizona burrito that you can get. And what that is, is it is potatoes or French fries. You can switch those out if you want. Potatoes or French fries, carne asada, and pico de gallo. And you put a little salsa on top of that. You can find those at any hole-in-the-wall place in Arizona. You do that, you're going to be a happy, happy human being. You talked me into it. I'm getting hungry just hearing it. That's awesome. Every chance again. Now, listen, in Gordon, Nebraska, our Mexican food options are kind of like a heat 'em up burrito at the truck stop. <laughs> it's about as Mexican food as we get. So that is my number one go-to when I'm on the road and traveling, man. If I see one, and I agree with you. Don't go to the fancy place, you know, the cliff divers into the pools. Go to those mom and pop hole in the wall places that probably moved into another restaurant that shut down a few years ago. You know, that kind of a vibe, that kind of a look. That's where you're going to get some good Mexican food in it. For sure. No, when you come down here, uh, you got to come down here for Arizona Nationals. That'd be Um, fun. I'll go ahead and throw that in as my uh, favorite stock show right now. Just give them a shout out. But you got to come down here, and I'll take you to, I'll take you to a very, very good Mexican food place. It's called Elmer's. Mm-hmm. Elmer's will do you right, and it is like I said, just a small little shop right across the street from a high school, and they do it. Is that very, near very Phoenix? Nice. Then it's in Chandler. Okay. So, but but we can hop on the uh, the old freeway, the interstate, and. It's like a little 15-minute drive from the fairgrounds. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's not too We'll bad take at you all. up on that. That's uh, That sounds like exactly my kind of place. So, Well, listen, Cannon, we want to wrap this up. We want to thank you for your time. Obviously, you're a busy guy, and um, you, uh, you're doing a great job. Keep going. Uh, we sure appreciate everything that you do for Cattle Pros and the Cattle Pros listeners because, let's face it, if it wasn't for you, I don't think there would be a Cattle Pros, and you've you did prod me pretty good to start this along with some other people. And, and that's a whole nother episode, but uh, I want to thank <laughs> you for it. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed getting to know you better. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed getting to learn more about you. Obviously your podcast is called the show with yep. Cannon Brown. Yeah. Get over there. Give that thing a listen, man. He, he talks to a lot of different people, talks a lot about the pig business, obviously, but, but there's a lot more to it than that. I've enjoyed a lot of his episodes and uh, you can hear those any place that podcasts are popular, certainly iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. But how else can people learn about Cannon Brown, Vera Media? Maybe they want to do some of that, that advertising with you. How can we reach out and connect with you? 
Yeah. Um, okay. So we have a we've got a website called baramedia.com, B E R R A. Okay. We actually didn't tell you the story about why I called it Baramedia. I want to hear that. Okay. So I needed something short and sweet and powerful. Okay. But there wasn't really anything coming to mind. So I just thought back to like different industry things, obscure industry names that people in the industry know. Uh, and different terms that we use. And in the hog industry, for a castrated male pig, we say a barrow. Right. But people in the South, they are accustomed to saying it's a barra. So I changed <laughs> B-A-R-R-A to B-E-R-R-A. And I think barra media, it just sounds powerful, short and sweet, easy to remember, you're good. <laughs> I love it. And yet another glimpse into the mind of Cannon Brown. And how it works. <laughs> that, is, that is it. I don't know if it's a good glimpse, but that's how it works right there. You saw, you saw it's Ronnie. real and it's raw, though. It and it's that honesty we talked about. Well, that is a, that's a cute story. And it's a yeah. good name. It rolls off the tongue. So, yeah, baramedia.com. Uh, you can send me emails. Uh, my email is cannonbrown at baramedia.com. Uh, so, and then I've got social media. I don't post a lot on social media. I'm the worst at it. If you want to follow the, I, I shouldn't say that right before I give out my usernames, right? I'm really good at social media. I'm going to post everything. Go to <laughs> at the show pod at the show pod on anything on Twitter. It's at the show underscore pod. Add me on Snapchat Canon 18. I don't know why, but I, I just give my listeners my Snapchat sometimes, and it, it gets pretty fun sometimes. So uh, they, they'll send me some videos of them listening to it or tell me that I messed up sometimes. It, it gets pretty funny. So add me on Snapchat, Canon18. I promise I'll add you back. I'll respond. I don't care. Uh, and then Canon underscore ball 18. Canon underscore ball 18. That's my Instagram. That's it. Awesome. You give them options, lots of ways to get in touch with you, but Cannon's a great guy. He's, he's as genuine as they come and you'll enjoy connecting with him and, and I uh, know he'll help you out any way he can. So Cannon, thank you for being on our very, very special 10th episode of Cattle Pros. It's been our honor and we certainly appreciate your time. We look forward to doing it again. Let's have you back on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Jake. I'm excited to go back through and edit this one. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk soon. All right, bye.